serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I'm Gatos. He is Chad. Becky Lynn just said it is Sleep Awareness Week. Yes, yesterday was nap day. Yes. The whole week. Sleep, sleep. Did you see they voted today to get rid of, uh, to keep daylight savings time? The Senate passed it. For everyone? Yep. Well, yeah, they're going to, yeah, to just get rid of it altogether. Oh, they voted to get rid of it. Yeah, so just we'll only be on daylight savings for the entire country if it could pass. Which so would be great. That means Arizona is we stay two same. hours or three hours from We'd be three West hours at that time. So we'd Not be three, from West Coast. Sorry, no, no. three hours from New York. Yeah, from New York. East Coast. East Coast. So you're saying that they're going to get rid of it all? Yeah, that's what they want to no do. No one will ever change their clocks Nobody again in America. Nobody would ever change their clocks. Well, it's stupid. It's about time. Well, we led the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we led Was the it way. Was us in Hawaii? And isn't, there used to be a portion of Indiana. Yeah, yeah Indiana. Like one corner or something. Indiana's kind of an odd place. Yeah, I know. Well, it was one of the best things when I moved here that I found out yeah. that we just don't change our clocks. But the problem is, since everyone else does, now you have to remember what time yeah. it is everywhere else in the country. Like when I call my dad on the ride home at 6 o'clock, it's two hours for part of the year, and then it's three hours, three hours for part of the year. Part, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so if they end up changing it, is East Coast three hours? So we'll yeah. be, we, well, Arizona we now, will be California time. Yeah, yeah. Arizona, California, Nevada. No, California will jump up and keep where they are right now. Because California drops back an hour, they just sprang forward. So we're now it's two o'clock in California, and last week All it right. was one o'clock. All right, that's beautiful. Pretty interesting. All right, uh, let's hit the Alistair Adele story. Everybody's talking about this. Uh, goodness, it's been quite a mess at the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. We told you what happened yesterday. Uh, people are not happy uh, with Alistair Adele. Uh, that includes Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone. He's going to join us at 2.30. So what has happened? Maricopa County prosecutors have dropped 180 criminal cases because charges were not filed before the statute of limitations expire. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office sent ABC 15 a statement confirming the unfiled cases were misdemeanors from 2020. The office adds it took steps to notify law enforcement agencies and victims of the error, and resources have been redirected to ensure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a joke. I mean, uh, even Governor Ducey's coming out, and he's saying, listen, you guys got to get your act together over there. This issue's really unacceptable. The police officers that put their life on the line every day and the victims of these crimes deserve justice. Yeah, we said that yeah. yesterday. But again, it goes back to she was put in by the voters. So unless there's a recall, there's no forcing her out at this point. Right. You can force Alistair Adele out, uh, I guess, a, a couple different ways. You put pressure on her to resign. Which we've seen isn't working. Right. She uh, has said she has had a lot of trouble with alcohol. She is an alcoholic. Uh, and some of the people that she works with say, hey, listen, she was here. You know, it was a few weeks ago. She was at work drunk. Now, I don't know if you if can she pro- was at work. I don't know if you can prove that. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you can prove no, that. You got to be able to prove that. Ducey's right. Uh, the victims, they don't get any justice. And that's what ticks me off the most. A bunch of people out there, 180 people did something wrong. There were victims of what, you know, there were victims out there that don't get any justice. So I think we need to see this office turn itself around. It- All right. So is Ducey going to come out hard and say, hey, listen. Adele needs to go. And restore confidence with the voters, the victims of crime, and everybody that wants to live in a safe community deserves that. What about Alistair Adele? She should step down. What are your thoughts about her? I think leaders should take accountability for their actions and not blame people on their team. Okay. 
Which I think is right. I mean, that's one of the things, right? She tried to blame, oh, it's a big office and, right. you know, stuff fell through the cracks. 180 is not stuff falling through the cracks. If there's 5 million cases and 180 fall through the crack, we'd be like, all right, 180 fell through the crack. If it's no, none I, should fall through the crack. Yeah, but it's I mean, a big office. Is, They've got plenty of people working there. Do I, they? Because that was the other thing, right? She said, well, we don't have enough, but then, but then we have too much in too many departments and things are getting missed. So which is it? Do you not have enough people? Or are there too many departments not coordinating with each other? Okay, so when's the last time? Becky Lynn, do you remember the last time we, we talked about cases getting, you know, fa- cases falling through the cracks? I, no, no, I don't What does that mean? It means it didn't ever. happen. Yeah. It means it usually almost never happens. If we're not talking about it, it didn't happen. You know, we you've been here long enough. I've been here. We know that. We know that this stuff doesn't happen. And this is a lot. Yeah. I mean, nearly 200. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rick, I mean, that's amazing. Rick, it's well, almost yes. like you're trying at this point. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's 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 just incompetent. It's oh, it in, is. it's incompetent. If she couldn't do the job while trying to get her life back in order, now it seems that incompetence has has come through. All right, Rick Romley uh, used to do the job. Adele uh, is is doing. Uh, Romley was with Broomhead today. I think that Alistair should, you know, resign and put her personal life, you know, and try to get that under control a little bit right now. I've been hearing these problems now for going on three, four months. There has been real morale issues inside of the office. There's been real questions here. And what I'm hearing right now, in fact, I got several calls this weekend that people are looking for jobs and yet they're not able to recruit and hire anybody. So it's it's a little bit of both. Uh, that individuals want to leave the office, but they also can't recruit new ones. All right, let me toss something out that we yeah. haven't discussed Why would yet. you want to go work at a place where you're reading in the newspaper every day or on, on the Internet or listening to people like us go, hey, this place is a giant mess. That is, it's, it, The Titanic had a better first sale than what's going on here. Well, yeah. Do you want to work for someone whose leadership over there is questioned? Uh, not, right. All right. What about a leave of absence? Everybody is all, you know, you're either in one category or the other. Alistair Adele is not fit to do this job. You take alcohol and you also take the 180 criminal cases that they forgot about. They literally forgot about them. If she's, if there is problem, if she has problems and we know that, that she does, and I feel bad about, about that. Um, could she have a leave of absence? I think that ship sailed. You're voted she, I, in. I think she had that opportunity already once before. Uh-huh. And I think that she mucked that up. I think she lied, didn't tell people where she was going, what the honest truth was about certain. She would tell por- portions of truth, but not everything. I think that ship has sailed. And I think the other side of it is nobody's going to believe her when she comes back. You're still facing the same people that don't have any trust with you. That's not going to change, especially when you go to rehab or whatever you did for 12 days. And 12 days usually doesn't... No. 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 That's not a very long time. No. Uh, all right. Uh, a little bit more from Rick Romley um, on the 180 cases. I don't quite understand how it slipped through the cracks for literally a year on misdemeanors. Generally, those are filed relatively quickly and in a timely manner. I mean, those are not the most complex. The police reports are generally pretty short, so it doesn't require a lot of attorney time on those particular matters. So I'm not quite sure how that had happened. I'm hearing that they are having significant problems with staffing, that they're not able to uh, recruit attorneys to come into the office. So that will increase the caseload. But quite frankly, there's just a lack of oversight by management. All right. I'm going to throw something else out there. Okay. So Romley said they can't recruit attorneys. And, you know, who knows? Maybe that's why it fell through the cracks. I mean, can you say, uh, and I'm trying to give Adele a little bit of, uh, 
You're trying to be. You're trying to give her grace as a human being. Uh, a little being. bit. A little bit. Uh, but I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. just. I'm. I'm going to pose a question. Is it like okay? You're over there. You're at Maricopa County Attorney's Office, and you're just like everybody else. You can't hire people. Could it be something like that? And then these cases fell through. No, she, they say it's not that they can't hire people. It's that they can't recruit people to take their jobs while they go look for other jobs because nobody wants to work at those places. They're hearing, "Hey, this lady's a hot mess. The office is 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 in disarray. She, you know, she's calling people that resigned, you know, drunk at night, allegedly, and and making fun of them. I mean, it, who wants to work at a place like that? And now you see that 180 cases fall through the crack. Yeah, that's what we know of. Don't be surprised if we hear more. So if you're Alistair Adele and everyone's asked you to resign, people that you work with, uh, you're getting pressure from media. You're getting pressure from a lot of people. When does it come to the point where you say, you know what, um, I can't do this job? And uh, if 180 cases, listen, think about these 180 criminals. They're loving this. Think about like, the cops. What a, bunch of, what a bunch of dopes over there. They can't even get my case right and prosecute me. Okay, I'm going to go and ram into somebody else when I'm drunk next week. Some guy's high-fiving. They go, dude, did you hear? They screwed up my yeah. case. I didn't get charged with anything. Right. Man, how right. about that? Oh. When are you Alistair Adele and you say, uh, the office needs a better leader? How do you look at you, is... How do you look yourself in the face and do that? There's got to be... There's. I don't think she is got anything in her mind that says that she can't do this job people voted me in they don't understand what i'm going weather through. the storm she's going to weather the storm yeah. and every time she weathers a certain little storm behind it is is another bigger storm all right and so i just don't think she has that in her mind uh maricopa county sheriff paul penzone in 15 minutes he's not happy about this i mean his deputies put some of these guys away yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, boom. boom you know well, what? Free free as a bird. We'll talk to Penn Zone in 15 minutes. Up next are people drilling holes in your gas tank. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. You just heard on Becky Lynn's report about that youngster. Uh, horrible, horrible thing. Hey, the weather is getting warmer and people are going to be outside more and more. KTR and Fulton Homes are reminding you, two seconds too long, take your eyes off. Kids around water for life-saving water tips and enter swim lessons. So you can enter to win swim lessons, which is amazing. Saves lives. Uh, and you get that from the YMCA. Text SWIM to 620-620. So yesterday, uh, we heard the story from Houston that there was a van that was pulling into a gas station right where all the gasoline goes into the ground, right? Yep. And the van had a trap door. And the van sat over, had a big hose, pulled all the gasoline out, right? It's incredible. It's like it's like gold now. Gasoline is... is gasoline is gold. Goodness gracious. How cool is that? It's not cool. No, you got to think about it, though. Think about the effort that went into that. A bunch of guys sitting around <laughs> who probably could have, like, really good jobs doing stuff. And they're like, hey, man, I don't feel like working. Let's go steal a bunch of gas from gas stations, and we'll sell it on the black market. We'll make a bunch of money, and we'll go to Atlantic City. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's getting worse. People are drilling into people's gas tanks. They're getting under other people's cars, drilling into the gas tank. Man, I would have just gone old school Siphon. siphoning. It's got to be better things out there. The Internet's got to have something you can siphon quicker. A woman in Allentown who did not want to be identified went to put gas in her car and discovered it was all leaking on the ground. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? Let's say you park your car outside, right? Okay. All right. That's where I normally park mine. Sometimes I drive it right in the house, but then everybody gets mad. Well, at me. you park it in the garage. You can park it outside your garage. 
You know, you don't have to be snide to start the show so quickly. Uh, yeah, every once in a while. You know? No, I'm just saying. I'm feeling very schnitty today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You get, did you get three hours of sleep last night? Because if you I don't got, get three hours. Uh, five, four hours wow. and 12 minutes. All right, all right. If he gets more sleep, he gets more. What did you call it? Schnitty? Schnitty. 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 So her neighbor takes a look under the car to see what was happening and could not believe what he was seeing. He started looking on the car. He was like, they drilled under your car. Someone had drilled a hole in her gas tank, apparently to steal her gas. Jeez. Well, why else would they do it? I don't know. Apparently to steal her gas. There's other people across the street who just drill holes into gas tanks, not to steal it, but just to make a mess. Well, some people like to climb under cars just to take a look. (laughs) They're not doing anything under there. Her husband checked the security camera footage and sees who they believe is the culprit. Oh, man, they got video. They see who they believe is the culprit. Now, how many people were underneath your car at night? (laughs) (laughs) Horrible reporting. It's, it's almost like you've got to, you know, if you park your car outside your garage these days, you've got to set up a trap under your car. you got to put, like, rat traps under there or or something. Rat traps? Something. I'm just thinking. I mean, I don't know. I don't get know what it is. Get that sticky tape that it gets stuck on there. There you, you go. Can't get it off. And the they green. Their arms off. Yeah, that's awesome. A man in a green hoodie walking around her car with a drill. Oh, <laughs> They think they found him. <laughs> Hey, a hun. drill and a gas tank. Hey, hun, I'm looking, looking on the on the on the cameras outside. There's this guy with a green hoodie and he's got a drill. You think he's dangerous? What's he doing out there? Taking your gas and a five gallon bucket. Oh gosh, a he's bucket. Got, there you go. Remember the lady at the beginning of the pandemic was filling up her car, filling up the bags with gas, the, yeah. the trash, the grocery bags, bags yeah, the grocery bags and stuff. Yeah. Good yeah. God, I'm oh. like, there's an explosion waiting to happen. Previously, criminals would siphon gas to remove it from a vehicle's tank. Now, when you do that, you actually suck the gasoline out, and some gets into your mouth. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's it, uh, in theory the old school way it used right. to be. Yeah. Now they got new stuff, right, Pablo? They got new stuff going. Yeah. On. Now you can take another hose and yeah. then you uh, put air pressure into air it, pressure and then into it, it, yeah. vacuums oh. it out, yeah, nice and clean. I can't imagine having gasoline in your mouth. That's got to be disgusting. Well, imagine that's like how rich are you that you can wash your mouth out with gas? <laughs> but newer vehicles now have an anti-rollover valve, making it difficult to siphon gas. So now authorities say criminals are drilling holes directly into the tank. Yeah, how many of you guys have a car where your gas cap locks? I don't. You don't. No. Yeah. I don't. I've got one of those ones now where it just it, like it doesn't even have a gas cap, right? They don't even have gas caps. All the new, the I'm new crying ones. out loud. Go get yourself a gas cap. It doesn't come with one. It doesn't. My come with other one. one didn't either. No, yeah. yeah. just right? opened it up. Yeah, it, it was just right there, but it kind of had like a. Uh, it has that. It thing. has a thing. It's yeah. not like you can just go right in. Yeah, it's, it's an anti-siphoning. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like you need to put like a yellow sticky in there. Please don't siphon my gas. Well, what do you just put empty? I'm work. on empty. I'm on empty. <laughs> It would be pretty easy on a lot of these newer vehicles, considering most of the gas tanks are made out of plastic, to drill a hole plastic. right in the bottom of it. Mike Gibbons of Gibbons Automotive There's and Media says the victims are left facing expensive damages to their vehicle. Yeah, how much does it cost to fix um, a hole in your gas tank? Probably less than filling up your tank. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it can get pretty pricey. Upwards of $1,000. Oh! It's $3 for the part, then $997 for the labor. <laughs> Seriously. 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 AAA says people should be on their guard for the smell of gas when approaching their vehicle or for a puddle on the ground near the gas tank. Oh, the world has gone to you crap. You just told me it's made of plastic. So yeah. why is it costing me 1000 bucks? Wise man Steve since my... So when we leave work today, do yeah. we need to... Crawl under the car and check to make sure our gas tank is still in 
No. no. Have you seen our crack security outside rolling around on their little golf carts? Yeah, I, I, I've got. I've already hired somebody to watch my car. Hey, you know what? How many idiots out there have gone underneath a Tesla for like twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> So people are, people are drilling holes in uh, your gas tank and stealing your fuel. Oh, goodness. What next? What next? What next? Pandemic, Russia, nuclear war, possibly. Gas prices are high. People are drilling holes in your car. It's good. Fun times. It's fun times, Chad. Fun times. It. Coming up next, Maricopa County Attorney's Office. What a mess. They failed to prosecute 180 bad guys. Uh, they're back out on the streets. Some of them are probably girls. You know what? You and that, you got to stop I mean, that. Hey, you know what? Most Today's equal men. pay day that's also equal getting charged. Day. How does the sheriff of Maricopa County feel about this? Paul Penzone. We'll ask him next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Maricopa County prosecutors have dropped 180 criminal cases because charges were not filed before the statute of limitations expire. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office sent ABC 15 a statement confirming the unfiled cases were misdemeanors from 2020. The office adds it took steps to notify law enforcement agencies and victims of the error and resources have been redirected to ensure it doesn't happen again. What a mess. Yeah. Maricopa County's attorney's office, led by uh, Alistair Adele, and she's come out saying that she has uh, problems with alcohol. People have said that she's been on the job uh, inebriated. Uh, they've asked her to step down. She has said no. Uh, and then about a week or so later, this is what we're talking about. 180 cases, basically forgotten about the criminals out there who got a free pass. Uh, joining us now, Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone back on the show. Sheriff, nice to have you back on. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing all right. I mean, when you hear this story, I mean, uh, you know, you guys put away the bad guys. And then the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, it's their job to prosecute them. And they don't do it. How upset are you about this? Um, you know, I want to be really, really thoughtful in, in my response because, you know, I, I'm not in county attorney's office. I don't know the challenges or the dynamics we're facing, but I'll just, you know, I'll go back a little bit in time. I spent a lot of years in silent witness. Yeah. Sat across the table from family members who lost loved ones or those who were victimized. And although they may have been more serious cases, ultimately there's this, this public trust. There's an expectation that we're going to do everything with our powers, understanding that we're human and we make mistakes to bring people to justice. And, and I just, I'm concerned that when we fall short of that, whatever entity it may be, that we have deteriorated what is already a challenging relationship that we have. So for those victims who were impacted, they were extremely concerned. Um, for cases where maybe there was no victim, let's just say it was a drunk driver, the possibility that they weren't prosecuted, they get back on the roadway, they drive drunk again and, and harm someone, the, uh, you know, the consequences are considerable. So we need to be really conscientious in our efforts to address this problem and make sure that we don't see it reoccur. You know, uh, like you said, you are trying to be very, you know, thoughtful in what you're trying to say. All that being said, you work with men and women who go out there on a daily basis and risk their neck. And how frustrated would it be if you feel like you don't have the backing of the powers that be to prosecute things? We're seeing it across the country. You got woke DAs that won't prosecute. Uh, now this isn't a woke DA, but this is definitely an issue here where 180 cases got by. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and let me step aside for just a second. And I have to recognize my colleague, you know, Director Colonel Heston Silbert over at DPS. Um, he was very, very convicted when, when this issue came to 
fruition was brought to our attention. Uh, you know, he called me first to have a conversation, and then we had a meeting with the county attorney. And he was very thoughtful, very forthright, but his passion for making sure that um, there was transparency and that this was corrected, it reflects how we should be in law enforcement. Um, but for the men and women doing the job, as you're describing, it's disheartening because they go out there and they're taking steps and we put pressure on them to be very progressive and proactive in their efforts to fight crime, to keep the community safe, to hold people accountable. And then you have a circumstance like this where it doesn't come to fruition. So all their work was for not. And when they interacted with a victim, that relationship is deteriorated because they're still part of the process of what a victim feels justice wasn't served, they look at all of us and say, how did you fail me? So for them to put the uniform every day in the star and go out to work and do these you know, difficult things in, in the current climate, it's disheartening. And that's where for me and for, for the uh, colonel, we were very adamant about our expectation that we wanted to see letters that reflected where the failure occurred to victims so they understood and there was honesty and transparency. And we wanted to see the plan going forward to make sure that this was mitigated and, and, and eliminated. Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone is our guest, talking about how the Maricopa County Attorney's Office failed to prosecute 180 bad guys, and they basically gals, got a free pass. Guys and gals. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sheriff, do you think uh, Alistair Adele is incompetent and should step down? I, you know, Chad and I have talked about this. I feel for her alcohol problem. Um, it must be a brutal thing to go through. Uh, I have friends who are alcoholics, and it's a very tough thing. And, you know, you want to see someone get better. Um, but now this is, you know, this doesn't have really anything, maybe it doesn't or does or doesn't with alcohol. This just has to do with incompetence. Um, can, is she fit for the job? Should she step down in your opinion? Yeah, not my place to say, I will tell you this though. I, I, I feel very strongly about, um, holding each other accountable at this level. When you are elected, obviously the people put us in place and they have expectations of what, um, you know, what, what they're entitled to when they bring somebody to this, this level of privilege. And, you know, that's why with this issue, um, we need to make sure that we're transparent no matter where the cause came from. And when it comes to a county attorney, you know, for me, relationships differ. My, my relationship with Bill Montgomery was considerably different. You know, we, we, uh, met with considerable frequency. Um, you know, he was a colleague that I counted on, uh, with a lot of things that I was involved in. My relationship with, um, with county attorney Adele is a little bit different. All I expect is this, that when we have needs, I'm the, I'm the number one client in the county when it comes to prosecutions of criminal cases, when it comes to civil lawsuits or civil issues, civil documents are being served, when it comes to legal opinions, that is my law firm, the county attorney's office. Right. So I just need to know that I can count on that firm. And I need to say this, there are men and women in that um, in that office who have served the Miracle County Sheriff's Office exceptionally. Uh, in the Melendrez orders, they've worked with us. When I need legal opinions, different elements. So there are incredible employees in there, attorneys that are doing great work. But we just need to make sure that all of us that are involved are delivering beyond the expectations of those who put us in office. And when we're not, then we have to really look in the mirror and self-evaluate what we need to do better. Sheriff Penzone, you said um, your relationship with Maricopa County Attorney uh, Alistair Adele is different. Different good? Different bad? Do you speak with her? Uh, a far less interaction than, than I have. And that's not, I'm not saying that as a criticism or anything else. It's just people have different relationships. So with, uh, with Mr. Montgomery, um, you know, even at times when we differ in opinions, we had such constant interaction that there was just a, a working respect and, and an availability. I don't know the demands on, on, you know, County Attorney Adele, but I would just say that our interactions are far less frequent. So um, I think that is an area that, that has to, for the sake of the, the benefit of the community, we have to get on the same page, using the same sheet of music, and, and be working together to hold each other accountable to be better. 
Hey, you, you said, uh, Sheriff Pinzone, that you wanted to make sure that this wouldn't happen again, that they had a plan in place. Are you satisfied with your plan in place? Did you hear anything that makes you think, okay, uh, th- this this is a one-off, or is this a definitely a sit, wait, and see? No, there were two things that the colonel and I had asked for um, pretty directly. I shouldn't even say pretty directly. It was directly, and it was reinforced a couple times, which was we wanted to see the letters that were going to go to the victims just to make sure that there was clarity in what had occurred because we owe that to the victims. And the other part was, you know, what is going to be the, the plan to overcome this? Um, have not seen those two items, so I don't know if, if they've been resolved or not. But those are the two issues. Again, it's not my office. It's not my place to tell her or suggest what she should or should not do. Um, she's been elected to do that job, and, and I trust that, right. you know, that they're working hard to do it. But I'm not in the loop to know. Um, either I can't answer either of those things right now. Last one for Sheriff Penzone. How bad are these guys? 180 people. Um, what are we talking in terms of criminal? Well, they're all misdemeanors, but that doesn't mean, you know, I mean, for a person who's been a victim of an assault or or a theft or some, something of that nature, it's traumatic. It's, you know, and then when you think that you've been victimized and then you've been failed by the system, um, you know, that's, that's something that's difficult to, to understand. You know, you expect that law enforcement and the courts and prosecutors are going to be there to fight for justice as it's served in our nation. So in our cases, I think we had 30 or so that um, were dropped. And I know that at least, I want to say, 18 or 19 involved victims. And then you look at the other ones where the supposedly victimless crimes. Again, my concern is a drunk driver who maybe didn't, we didn't get justice. How do we curb that behavior? What have we done to make sure that they don't repeat that behavior and potentially you know, they're involved in an accident down the road because of drunk driving because they got away with it this time and we didn't do something to try to intervene and hold them accountable. And again, those are that's speculation. It's, you know, we hope that that does not happen. But in our business, we have to look at the potential consequences and liability. And then we have to look in the mirror and say, did we do everything that we could to try to prevent that from happening? Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone, thanks for joining us. You bet. You guys have a good day. You too. Right. You too. We'll talk about uh, this a little bit more as the show goes. Plus, uh, up next, why has homelessness jumped 35, 35% in two years in Maricopa Man, County? Man, it is. It's it is, rough. It is very rough out there. Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. That's right. Gatos Chad Show. Got a podcast called... Get his chat show podcast, your iPhone, your Android, you go, you subscribe, you never miss any of the super excitements. Brought to you this week by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley, get the most money selling your own for cash, go to highestprice.com, highestprice.com. Um, we've got uh, some pretty bad numbers about homelessness in Arizona, here in the Valley, 35% surge in over two years. You got a housing crisis, you got uh, the economy, uh, all that stuff caused by the coronavirus pandemic. And a recent report by Maricopa County uh, Association of Governments say over 5,000 people in the county experienced homelessness in unsheltered situations. So the increase also comes as rents have gone crazy. Uh, but it's been growing for the last couple of years before rents exploded, even when things were, were struggling here. It's, I would say, a majority, a vast majority of this is... Say it, bums and junkies. Come on. It's bums and junkies. That's not fair. It's what it is. So if rent goes up so much and there's a family that can't afford, where are they going to go? If you can't afford to live somewhere, right? Let's just say for the sake of argument, uh, you can't You can't afford to, to, you can't rent a room somewhere, you can't get a hotel, 
Most people that are homeless, they always want to talk about, well, it's just, you know, it's the single mom and she can't. That is very rare comparatively to what you see out there living in tents. Well, They're what, not families living in tents. They're usually single males and some females that have drug problems and that aren't all of them, but not a, a all vast of them. majority of them, or they're mentally ill. That's that. That's the reality. Well, I watched the Vice did a big thing about here how fast this thing has grown, mm-hmm. and I will tell you, ma- majority, like ninety nine point nine percent of them, you have a few people who want to live kind of off the grid, right? Kind of the hippies, but. A majority of them are people that have mental illness. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't help them. But they don't want help. Well, they don't know that they want help because if they're not well, they don't know. But you put them into places and it costs a ton of money and what ends up happening. But then what you get is what I saw on my way to the Suns game on Sunday. Yeah. Up and down the blocks, there are little tents and people are... And it's 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 awful. It is awful. It's awful. We're it's becoming t- mini San Francisco. I don't think we've gotten no, there yet. Not there yet, but you give a few years at the rate this thing is growing, it's right. doubled. What do you do then? Well, I mean, what point, do we do about it? Well, we just I, let everybody just sleep on the street? No, on the street? you, you got to clear them out. We send them back to California. So you guys want to go to California. It is First of all, the weather's better than the they're summer. They're not going to go to California. Secondly, and you guys, they're going to let you do anything you want well, <laughs> at all with zero repercussions. They I'm may even not, give you stuff. I'm just not comfortable with they're all bums because I just don't think that's the case. They are. Well, you go, what are they? It's not like, oh, man, I lost my job and then I was... Everybody listening out here right now, if you lost your job and you had to go, you'd figure out a way to get something and get into at least a but room to rent. But there's some people who don't have any money whatsoever. They go paycheck but to paycheck. But they, they can go to a family. shelter for a night or two and get themselves on their feet. Rare, You have to really try to want to live in a uh, a tent on the street. I, I think there are some people that are down on their lock that, that don't have money, that don't have health insurance, that don't have any of that, and they're there. I mean... I've driven by there. You know what I saw? A bunch of people look like bumps and junkies. All right. All right. Urban campers. So we should just leave them to there to rot. Let's just let them rot. No, I didn't say we let them rot. What I would say is, that's what it sounds like. Get you're give them help. Fine, have fun. I've been in states where they try to get them help. You know what happens? Nothing happens. People make money, and that's it.